0: What is going on everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's episode number 418. KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. We got a lot to dive into. It's our Major League Baseball Eve, uh, you know, opening day preview show. We're going to go around Major League Baseball. We're going to talk Phillies props with our boys over at Pickup. And of course, give our preseason predictions to where we think this Phillies team is going to wind up. Fantastic day for the Bats today to wrap up spring training. Um, we're going to get into these uh, <clears throat> Doc Rivers uh, to LA rumors, and of course, uh, the latest on who the the one Sixers player is that won't be able to travel to Toronto.
1: Yeah, you remember like when I remember when Cloverfield came out, they had like this reality game with the movie where it's like you had to find all these clues like piece it together that has been the last few weeks with trying to find the sixer who it's is like putting together the
0: riddlers uh, uh, yes like the Alarata like <laughs> website
1: um except you're finding our own rat uh within the Sixers organization who refuses vaccination so um, we'll get into the the answer may surprise you yes <laughs> and then you do some
0: deeper digging like uh our boy R- bob pattinson did in the batman and- Probably won't surprise you. Um, we'll get into all that plus Survivor 42 talk at the end of the episode, like we always do for the real ones. And uh, before we get started, be sure to follow us on the socials. Our Nick Castellanos jersey giveaway still going on. It's our pin tweet on Twitter at Underground Go enter that bad boy. We are we are giving away one of the very first Nick Castellanos Phillies jerseys in existence. So. Go get a you know your opportunity to potentially have your hands on that bad boy at Underground PHI Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Uh, and Matt, we also might have a, a new friend that just works for Twitter um, because this new communities feature that is rolled out on Twitter, which is basically Twitter's uh, response to Discord. Almost, uh, they have refused to give me the opportunity to be invited to to use the feature. Uh so I just did a little search of just at high communities and then swiped over to the people and found the guy who's in charge of like wow. making it and I've been in constant connection with it. He's sending it up to the engineers department <laughs> at Twitter <laughs> to figure out
1: why I don't have it. <laughs> the so, top minds of shout the out app. to uh
0: <laughs> shout out to my guy. I, I wanna properly uh shout him out. My boy Simon B on, on Twitter. Thanks Simon um, B for all your help. He's an England guy too, so nice. he's been on it for me. Um he even reached out to me on his day off and was like, I'm off on Monday and Tuesday, but Wednesday, let's circle back. We'll get on this. <laughs> and guy. he circled back on it today for me. So shout out to Simon. Um of course, uh be sure to check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. Leave us your your Phillies predictions. Uh if you want to see Doc in LA, let us know in the podcast reviews. If we get more podcast reviews in, we'll read them on the show. So leave those bad boys there. You guys get first precedent. And of course subscribe to the YouTube channel where uh full video episodes are potentially on the way. Twenty-four more subscribers will get there. And you guys get full video episodes of all your favorite underground sports Philadelphia shows. And uh big thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, which, Matt, I don't know if you saw the new uh, crew neck hoodies that Ducharms rolled out. They look very clean. Incredible. Uh, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Just went over to this guy to drop off our taxes. Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades. Matt, we're going to uh, opening
1: afternoon uh <laughs> yeah weird that they're calling it opening night
0: yeah um, 405 yes. saturday start i'm gonna be rocking my tomahawk shades because the sun should be out it's gonna be close to 60 degrees on saturday and you know summertime right around the corner get your your tomahawk shades ready to rock and roll and you can use our code usp at checkout for 25 percent off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. kenwood beer i know they're gonna be planning a plethora of tailgates this summer in the uh all the the tailgating parking lots for Phillies games. And you guys can go to kenwoodbeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And something that once we get our hands on a board, Matt, I feel like is going to be the ultimate tailgating game. Our pals over at Bino. Uh, you guys can go to BinoBoard.com. It's like foosball meets paper football, it's the next big tabletop game. Uh, Use code BINHOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order. And they just rolled out the new uh, Team USA World Cup uh, long-sleeve shirts and custom board that is available now uh, at BINHOBOARD.com. What's going on? Living the dream, you know. It is uh, MLB opening day eve. We are on the horizon of baseball being back and the Phillies brought the bats today in their spring training finale. Reese Hoskins, two run home run. Our guy, Mickey Moniak, two run home run. Bryce Harper, three run home run. And Johan Camargo hit a solo shot. And the Phillies beat the Rays nine to two. And that's just like the I think the overall expectation with this Phillies offense is they're just gonna absolutely mash. And good on the Phillies, uh, coming out earlier this week and saying that they uh got, you know, construction done on the bell at citizens bank park to fix the the hydraulics and the lights and everything it will be ringing uh every single home run now will be lighting up every
1: single home run now because there are going to be a lot of them if this phillies offense does what we think it's gonna yeah do. lord willing um i was just looking up mickey moniac's baseball reference page uh do you know mickey moniac's full name like legal name oh i did know this a while ago <sighs> it's because i was taken aback when i saw this actually 'cause it's a great name. Lay it on me. Mackenzie Matthew Moniac. I did know it was Mackenzie. It's a what great a name. name. Shortened to Mickey. Love it. Um he just looked great. Stotts get, made the did team get as well. Today, yeah, thankfully they did, so it's just a bruise. Yeah, X rays were negative, so hopefully he will still be good um for for opening weekend. And yeah, Stott makes the team. Bo makes the team as well, the forty man roster which is it felt like an either or situation uh, mm-hmm. between the two. I'm kind of glad they both made it though. Yeah. Um, it's probably better for the both of them. Better for Bohm's confidence and stats uh, as well. So excited about that! I tell you, man, the Philly—they like they draw you back in because you know yep. what they do. It's like the last few seasons. There's like the big marquee free agent signing that you're like you, you are so excited to see. This year's castianos and then there's like the young talent. Last year we were like so pumped for Bohm, Like I didn't see a full season of him. And this year now it's Moniac and Stott and, like, oh, man, what are they going to look like? And this is how they get you. Isn't it crazy that, you
0: know, you, you talk about uh, the, the big free agent signing always draws us back in. We've come so far, though, with yeah. the big free agent signing from the time we started this podcast to where we were hand over fist banging on tables in the old studio being like, all right, we're on Jake Arietta watch. Like, let's bring him in. It's, it's, it's now or never. And now, like, we're we're courting Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos and, you know, over the past couple of years, obviously, Bryce and Zach Wheeler yeah. and everything and trade for JT. But, like, they've come so far with, like, getting actual good
1: still in their prime talent here in free agency. Yeah. Um, there's plenty to be excited about. I'm choosing to be excited about the things, you know, all of our concerns aside, defensively about this team, uh, we know this team is going to be able to score a lot. I still have my concerns about you know sitting here in July and <laughs> lamenting the fact that we didn't really properly address the bullpen again but you know what we're going to lean into it um and just and hope and it helps that the division is getting a little lighter already yes. because uh, DeGrom and uh and I I think there's something with Scherzer now too He's isn't there He's expected
0: to play but, I, but like, it's a little it's murky a hamstring on him. injury He's
1: also an older man yes uh, not that 37s actually old but for athletics that's and for old. the way that scherzer pitches and right he's a guy that he's also a guy too that has like not been unwilling to just like take himself out of it mm-hmm. um so he also just went through a,
0: a a mentally tumultuous labor negotiation too so yeah. uh he may not be all the way mentally uh checked in early this season um but yeah i mean the mets we, we say it all the time they're the cicadas baby i'll just
1: say it's not great that degrom hasn't pitched since like May. June of last year, <laughs> yeah. and uh, has all had all this time off, and he's getting back to pitching, and he has a stressed reaction to it. I'll just say, not ideal. Tough. If if you're counting on on that, and not days. that he's a, a bad pitcher, like no, he's no, very no. good. But we talked about this last
0: season, like the 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 anointing of Jacob Degrom being like the greatest pitcher of all
1: time yeah. blew our minds because it, like, he's it's debatable, the debatable of. Even like his generation yeah. of being the best, um, I yeah the the clear like canonizing of him uh, and he was good right like he had a very like strong peak but like it is not sustained and that's not his fault either. There's I, a I, guy I, on
0: his team who I would consider a much better pitcher overall right. than Jacob Degrom is.
1: Right, I have never felt that, and I mean obviously I'm biased, right? But I've never felt that he's like this unbelievable. Yeah. one of the it's not the it's best, not Pedro Martinez best pitcher I've ever seen like I'm sorry but I'm not going to tell my kids about what the one time I saw the Grom pitch no I'm not but yeah it's focusing more on the Phillies right like um there's plenty I think to be excited about and <laughs> there's plenty to be worried about still which is not ideal but um I I am choosing the optimistic approach and that you play the athletics to open up to Phillies have historically started out very strong in the seasons. Mm-hmm. Like we've always gone into. Remember like, we just swept the Braves. Yes, I'll never forget that actually. Great times. Was, that is something I told my the, kids about. <laughs> the peak of our season, actually, <laughs> I think, was sweeping the Braves. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just like we've always started out well. We always go into like mid-April, although we're almost in mid-April now, of course. But uh, feeling so good about the Phillies, and then it Memorial Day is normally when it gets gloomy. That's um, that's like gut check. Memorial Day is normally when it's like, all right, like this is a sad realization now that we're not we're not the team of destiny destiny anymore. But baseball's stupid, and mm-hmm. um, things can change year to year. Like, no one would have in preseason said that the Giants were going to be as good as they were no. last season. Um, I'm not saying the Phillies are going to be that, but there's there's no reason at all to believe. Nobody would have told you the Braves, Braves are going to win the World Series. Right. I certainly would have not said that, and certainly not wanted that either. No. But yeah, I, I just think, listen, you know, like the playoffs are going to be a challenge to get to for the Phillies, um, but I believe in them, and you just kind of have to put your faith in this team, <laughs> and just let it ride, and let it ride with a, a strong lineup. Yeah, and it was an it was officially announced today,
0: opening day, so Friday, Aaron Nola will be uh, your starting pitcher once again, which... I'm a fan of. I right. like it. And then you let Wheeler go Saturday. Um, but I, I think the fun part about the preseason of baseball, because it's like you said, baseball is stupid. Uh, our good pal Johnny Heller tweeted out uh, last night, what's your hottest take for the upcoming Philly season? I figure we get into some of these. I tweeted my own. that I don't know if it's necessarily a hot take, but it's just a, a hope and prediction. Uh, but it's brought to you by our pals over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com. And uh, for opening day, we're going to do it every month, Matt. the NL East Run Differential Props. For every month, will be up on Pickup's website for you guys to play along with, with best and worst, along with other Phillies props from us uh, throughout the season. So go to playpickup.com now. Start building your fan profile. Uh, you rack up points for getting those props correct. It's free to play. Anybody can play. And then you cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. Go to playpickup.com. Johnny had some good ones. Um, for his hottest takes, he gave three. I think the last one is like my most like, oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, his first one, Reese Hoskins leads the team and National League in home runs. That would also be very fun. Not out of the question. Totally inconceivable, right? But
1: he certainly uh, could. If he stays healthy, yeah.
0: not, not crazy. Uh, the Phillies rotation is top 10 in ERA and top three
1: in innings pitched. I can see the innings pitched for sure. Uh, what worries me about the ERA is defensively, like outside mm-hmm. of like the pitching concerns and the bullpen concerns, um, are like infield defense has not been fixed whatsoever. Yeah. So I think the
0: the way they're top ten in ERA is if Eflin stays healthy. Yeah, that like would if, be if the, the, the big three holds it down of of Nola, Wheeler, and Eflin, and then Ranger Suarez is anywhere close to what he was throughout mm-hmm. last year again consistently. And then you just have to worry about Kyle Gibson not giving up too many, like, you know, split, you know, ground ball infield asking, hits. Asking
1: a lot, I would say, uh, top three innings pitch, I could definitely... I could totally I could see, see that. that. Um, Wheeler alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh
0: And then this one would be really, really cool. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is a Philly by the end of July. He's currently with the Angels, so... I'd love that. He's on a one-year deal, too. Um, Reunite him with Wheeler. And Syndergaard potentially going full heel, pitching against the Mets, too, would just be amazing. Collecting
1: ex-Met pitchers like Infinity Stones.
0: (laughs) Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts uh my hot take that i tweeted at johnny was uh cory kniebel has a sub
1: 2.5 era and 35 plus saves the next lidge is that what i at? saying <laughs> <laughs> um i don't think that i think the 35 saves is probably more likely because I, I think he could be depended on that much. Yeah, and I do think the Phillies could be in a position a lot with a lot of save opportunities. Um, again, if you're thinking this team is going to be very good offensively, and not very good defensively, there could be a lot of situations where it's you know seven five. I I could I could see that. He's
0: good. had two seasons of a sub two yeah. five ERA. Um, one was his All Star season back in 2017 where he was just unbelievably dominant with the brewers and he had a one seven eight era um and then last season with the dodgers where he also started four games um he had a two four five era so he can get it's close. possible and he then he had close. one his 2017 season he had 39 saves for the brewers when he was their full-time closer so
1: i just i I think it, he can get there simply on volume mm-hmm. uh, with, with the saves because he's he's effectively replacing Naris, and I think he's probably the better uh, pitcher than Um uh, God, I miss that guy already. Yeah. I miss Hector. <laughs> it would be good to have Hector and him. That'd be tell great. You that would like, be <laughs> That would be spectacular. I'm, I'm curious to see who the guy, I think we talked about this last week, who the guy that comes out of the bullpen that um we hate. <laughs> yes. I'm fully preseason prediction Brad Hand. Could that's, be. that's my guess any anyone named that for an appendage
0: yeah head sign. and i think the whole thing with kniebel like it just depends on if he stays in the closer role yeah all season um friend of the program mark kramer said sir anthony leads the nl in saves that would that's be a hot one that's spicy uh our pal sixers adam i will die of a heart attack <laughs> uh ty dalbert said uh schwarber will catch at least once our catch, catcher. our
1: backup catching situation isn't really very clear either, right? Thing like
0: Marshan, and then there there was a kid who was making some some noise down in Clearwater, uh, Donnie Sands. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it's it's not as clear as it's been because Andrew right. Knapp is, uh, I believe, with the Pittsburgh
1: Pirates now. God bless him. Um, not inconceivable,
0: no. The next one here, the lineup ends up quote unquote underperforming. Castellanos' best year was last year. He may regress to his norm. JT has been on a decline for a few years offensively. Centerfield will end up being a black hole because Mickey Spring won't carry over. Didi won't bounce back, expecting too much from Stott.
1: This guy seems like a blast at parties. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to look really quick at JT's numbers. I would not say he's been no. declining. Um, That feels like a bit of a reach. Best season by numbers is probably his uh, his first season as a Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's I think that's a little harsh. Like last season was yeah. a good year from JT. I didn't understand that one. Like his I I don't know. And you look at his pace too from the the shortened 2020 season. Mm-hmm. He was on a really good pace. Yeah. The in just 47 games he had 11 home runs. He's batting two sixty six Eight forty ops, like pretty, pretty nice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think he could. Uh, he was an all star last year too. Like yeah. I think, I, I think it's unfair to say that he's. I would For say rest. the, the over reliance on JT could, be harmful.
0: Yeah. But and I think that got helped this offseason by by offensively
1: adding... at least the burden yeah. no more. Um, but yeah, not not having Nap is actually going to be maybe a sneaky subplot. Not. Totally expected. Yeah. Uh
0: the next one here that's fun is Schwarber's not in the leadoff spot by July first. Mickey Moniang? <laughs> uh Anthony Debundo from the Action Network said Noel is a Cy Young contender. That good would be great. Um the bullpen will actually be good, like above league average good. That is a hot take. That, that smells like wish casting, but respect. Uh Max Gamar said they will they have weirdly good luck in close games, suggesting they aren't as good as their record will be, but no one will care because the Phil's are making the playoffs. I wish. Um let's see here. Find some other good ones. I mean, we've been saying this for years, but uh Ben Loop and Moniac's a real major leaguer. Welcome to the the train. Um Aaron Nola will end up being the fourth best pitcher in the rotation. Please point Either me.
1: Either something went horribly for, wrong or they trade for like or ranger suarez is pedro martinez <laughs> reincarnate and we like i don't know robbie ray uh, opts out or something <laughs> <There's that. laughs> like i'm trying to think of the scenario where uh where that happens
0: uh bryce jt schwarber Castianos, and hoskins will all have 35 plus
1: homers each I'd i would be, like to see i'd it. be hot for that tell you that and this one is who just... okay who bryce jt schwarber Castianos, hoskins i think i know the answer my answer Who's the least likely of those to to reach that? I would say JT, uh, personally. Yeah, JT. But... I think I would rank it... But outside of Bryce, Schwarber, Cassianos, Hoskins? From those four... I would simply go... I'm between Schwarber and Hoskins, personally. Um... Cassianos could, like, fall down to earth a little bit. I don't think it's unreasonable to say. I do think, I think he benefits still. from the Citizens Bank Park right.
0: dimensions. but because I don't know. Has he ever hit 35?
1: I don't believe so. Let's see. Uh, He got 34 last year. 34 last year just missed so it's possible and I mean he played 138 games last yeah. year. yeah so God bless him I
0: I uh, would say Schwarber maybe uh, yeah, just because he's Schwarber. a leadoff guy but yeah. I could also see like his power just being like all right leadoff home run bang
1: yeah um I think Hoskins just because like he has been prone to these like really bad cold streaks um, and injuries and injuries so just based off of that variance uh
0: this one's funny Gerard he wins manager of the year it would be coasting off the success of others. Uh, they'll go undefeated. <laughs> uh I saw a very funny one earlier today, not in this thread. It was uh it would be cool if Bryce repeated as MVP and Stott wins rookie of the year. That would be nice. Um who do you think has the best season of the three quote unquote, you know, young guys of, of Mickey Mickey Moniac Bryce and Stott and Alec Pohn?
1: it's hard because I think Bohm has baggage with the mm-hmm. fans. So he has almost in a way the most to overcome, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think also defensively, there are still concerns and that he wasn't as effective offensively as we had hoped last year. Yeah. And that could change, of course. But defensively, I don't I don't know that that's going to improve this season. So I think it almost has to be sod or Moniak. Um, I would say... Like, numbers-wise, it feels like Moniak has the better route to me. True. But Stott, like, I'm also imagining a scenario where Stott, like, numbers-wise, like, demands a spot. And it becomes, like, a whole narrative of him, like, moving past Bohm and, like, solidifying his place. So, I, I'm thinking almost narrative sense, but... I would go Moniac, I think. Yeah. And I think there's more, like, the narrative there, too. Like, former number one pick. You know, he's kind of been in the wilderness a bit for the last few seasons, and this is his uh his opportunity now to, like, make good on that.
0: This is very fun.
1: So, an unnamed sports book uh, has
0: uh, home run props for players. Cassiano's home run prop is pretty awesome. So, it's to hit 30-plus home runs and then Cassianos is at minus 155 and then his over under for home runs this year is 31 and a half at minus 110
1: so he's only only hit above 30 once in his last season uh his previous best years were uh 26, 23 and 27 those were in the 2017 through 19 seasons um some like injury issues and then obviously have the COVID year uh, didn't help those, but <sighs> he's in a better team now, better mm-hmm. situation. So you would think that would lead to obviously better outcomes. I don't love the, the minus. I, I don't love the, uh I think like no one likes to do it, but taking the unders on like season long stuff yeah. is I think the, the better choice. A lot of times no one likes to do it because no one wants to root for like no, but, you know, if he picks yeah. up a, a three-week injury, all of a sudden, that's right. so it's much harder to catch up to, you know?
0: Bryce is over-unders 35-and-a-half. Oof. I think I might take that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I just said I'd take unders. But... And then Kyle Schwarber is on here as well at 33-and-a-half.
1: Uh, so Bryce, Bryce hit 35 last year. I mean, he's pretty – He's gotten to, like, mid-30s a few times in his career. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, his, his first season in Philly, really two of his – I mean, 2020, like, barely counts, but, I mean, right. he's on pace for that. He had 13 home runs in 58 games. You know, so he was on pace to get mid-30s yeah. again. Um That's actually, like, pretty decent. Like, that's, and now he's got protection in the lineup yeah, around those, him, too. Are his odds better than Cassianos? Cause he's, like, much more likely. They are both – um for their over
0: unders, they're both at minus one
1: ten. I mean, if you're if you're gonna make that bet, Harper seems like the better bet. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't like just in my mind, but even just looking at like his career performance, like the lowest he's been outside of the COVID year was twenty four in twenty sixteen with the Nats. But the season before he had forty two, that was his MVP year. And then Harper to hit just thirty plus home runs is minus two ninety. Again, you know, an injury or something like that makes that a lot harder to reach, but he's Again, in full seasons in Philly, he's, he's been above 30 every season. Yeah. And I, I don't see what about this season would change. And then Kyle Schwarber to just hit 30-plus is minus 210. Let me look at, me look at old Schwarby's numbers. you need a better nickname for Kyle Schwarber. I do like Schwarbombs, though. Oh, Schwar- let's see what uh let's see what baseball reference says, if he has any nicknames. Uh, Nicknames Hulk, Schwarbs, Warbird, or Schwarby. <laughs> Schwarby. <laughs> um. Will be good to use. Schwarber's had some nice hitting years, huh? Jesus. Um, Yes, I mean, what is what is his? uh, What are the odds again? His uh, just to hit thirty is at
0: minus two ten. So thirty plus minus two ten. So he's he's been at and around thirty for a lot of his career. and then he's got his over/under for the season at thirty-three and a half is the line. Over thirty-three and a half is plus one hundred two, and then under thirty-three and a half
1: is minus one twenty-four. Yeah, the under is probably the better. Like the only time he's been above, he hit thirty-two exactly in twenty-one. Um, total. Between, I think like, his the big the, the Red Sox, if, but then if you do Ch- Chicago tease. was
0: thirty-eight in the twenty-nineteen season. Okay. If you do want to tease that over. I'd say your your best argument for it is that he's back with Kevin Long, yeah, who fixed his swing in Who's DC. the hot name, by the way? Yeah, of like
1: MLB circles is like everybody. People are
0: working with Kevin Long. Everybody is crediting him for fixing Mickey Moniak. Yeah, because I don't know if you saw this. Somebody tweeted a picture of Moniak. Well, it was
1: originally Schwarber that he helped, right? Yeah, like Schwarber was the guy, like that kind of like. I don't want to say gave him the but like it feels like he often is like remember he's the guy that fixed schwarber like yeah that and i don't know if that's just like a philly centric thing because like a lot of people talked
0: about it last year when he signed with the nationals and then it was like whoa schwarber's hitting again and he's making contact and like hitting for average because his last like year or so with the cubs like his average is way down i think hey cody bellinger why don't you uh... – <laughs> <laughs> But somebody tweeted a picture of Moniak during his debut, and look how far away he was yeah. standing from the plate.
1: Yeah, he, so he, he said in an interview that he had – that that's something he fixed. Now, he had been told that before, but yeah. I guess, you know, maybe maybe now he's in a place where he accepts that better. Right. I don't know.
0: There are uh, – God bless Mickey. Over-under strikeout props, too, for our two big guns. Oh, yeah. Aaron Nola over under strikeouts. It's even odds at minus 110 nineteen and a half and a half though is the line. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me. Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse, right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. I'm just looking here. It seems a t- I think the past couple years he's had like two 30s.
1: Why am I not seeing? Where am I meant to be looking here?
0: And then, uh. Zach Wheeler also. Even odds minus 110 for both over-under. It's, uh. The line's 203.5 for Zach Wheeler. I don't know if I'm just being Let's an idiot. Let's see. Here we go. Here's Nola. Uh. So. Uh, Oh, I'm an idiot. I was looking for K. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> two twenty three last year, and outside of twenty seventeen, which was probably like his first full blown like right year You're a starter now. Um, he's, he's had been two twenty three or more, and then the COVID year he had ninety six. Yeah, I like I, that. I like that for I like, I like that, that for that. Arnola. and then Wheeler is two o three and a half.
1: So Wheeler last year at 247. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but even on the Mets, I mean, he was at 179 and 195. Yeah, and I mean, like the thing with Wheeler too. I mean, it's tough because he has some injury concerns coming into the season. Uh, doesn't seem like too much, but you know, it's always tough with pitchers. And he and he's, he's not the biggest a strikeout pitcher right. either. But I mean, 247. That was, I mean, in many a ways, a career a year. A year um, so you definitely expect some regression, but like his his standard, and again, this is with less innings pitched, um, therefore less opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was one seventy nine, one ninety five. Like you're thinking, like upper upper hundreds, low two hundreds. Mm-hmm. Even if he, see even, even if he like returns weird. to earth a little bit this year, as long as he's healthy, yeah. Like this is a guy that's going to get you know thirty games this year right. still. So because I mean, last year he pitched thirty
0: two games. And then in the one ninety five strikeout year, it was thirty one, right. and then uh, twenty nine in the one seventy nine strikeout year. And you had one eighty seven in twenty fourteen as well. I believe in them. I believe in her. I ball. don't hate either of those. Um, let's see here.
1: So now I'm excited about just
0: uh, watching the Phillies again. <laughs> the uh, the worst record
1: in baseball props are up as well. Oof! They're all plus money. I did I did start fantasy baseball this year. And I uh, intentionally went and drafted uh some Phillies. I have Cassianos and Hoskins and then I, I drafted former Philly, love of our life, JP Crawford. Oh uh, <laughs> so gold glove winner. That hurts. Not gonna lie. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> I'll I'll
0: give you something that'll make you make you smile though. <laughs> Tied for fourth best odds at the worst record. That stolen franchise. Oh, really? At plus 1,000.
1: They think they'll be that bad, huh?
0: So the the favorite right now is the Orioles at plus 195. Fair. The Pittsburgh Pirates at plus 500. They're pretty bad. The Diamondbacks at plus
1: 700. I think the Diamondbacks could be good this year. Am I crazy? Yeah. I, I don't I think, don't think they'll su- be that bad. Yeah, I, I don't think they're like bottom five no. team in the league. They have guys that can hit. They, they do use... have a tough division. division. That's That's the hard thing for them. I don't know that they're like the worst team in baseball no the oakland a's at plus 800 that feels like something that people tag on to because it's the a's and like yeah. it's very in right now to like poo poo them and their owner and all that which i mean some of that is fair but i don't know that are they the worst team in the league bad they just don't have they're anybody not anybody of note right they're not but like they have young guys too which like you know They'll have more to play for in like August. I those think they're guys. similar to
0: the Diamondbacks, where they're just in a tough division. Where tough division you know, the and Astros. they're you know they're
1: obviously rebuilding. Which yeah, is the Athletics like, Let's... no one talks about it, but the Athletics life cycle is just insane. Every three years they're like, we're gonna suck for three years, but mark our fucking words, Adam Silver. When, when we come back in three seasons, we are. Gonna kick the shit yes. out of everyone. <laughs>
0: like it's insane. And then we'll start over
1: again. Have you ever seen Jeepers Creepers? Yes. It's like the monster <laughs> that wakes up every instead of every twenty one years or whatever. It's every three years. I thought it's like we're gonna be back. You better watch because we're we're figuring out how to clone Simeon and,
0: and Matt Olson. <laughs> and then the the Nationals and the Rockies are
1: both at plus a thousand. I don't think the Rockies would be worst team in the back. No, bad. you have Chris uh, Bryant
0: and you have some guys that can hit.
1: It feels very much between pirates i
0: don't think pirates at
1: plus 500 seems like a very fun like yeah do they know something we don't because like i would assume that the pirates and Orioles would be around the yeah. same like pirates like 250 or yeah. something you know like
0: like the pirates have two guys that can hit and it's Cabrian hayes and brian and they can reynolds. make more trades still like they're not yeah. even like done like they've been the actively Id- trying to trade brian reynolds
1: for like a year and a half so i I don't not sure i don't I totally hate that. that um who's like who's like sneaky could actually be really bad though a good Is question. there a team that could like just totally collapse in on themselves?
0: The Cincinnati Reds might be in there.
1: Yeah, I don't know that they've gotten the uh, They're
0: at plus 2000. They have the worst record in baseball this year.
1: Is there a team that like could just totally melt down? Are we sure the Cubs are going to be good? They have they signed some guys, but they're not going to be worst team in the league bad. No. Very hard to see how that happens. They'll be It takes a, it, it will take a special kind of like meltdown. Uh, for that time, the guardians maybe i mean i really like if they the, trade jose ramirez absolutely they they just signed him right on a very nice deal did they yes um i guess it, it has i think it has a no trade clause on there as okay. well yeah there's no one else because there was like talks like Hulk the Hulk that page. the
0: padres were trying to trade for all him all right like, the
1: angels otani gets hurt otani has
0: to get hurt trout has to get hurt not out of the question. And Rendon has to just be like bad. But there's Pat. I don't know if I would.
1: I'm just saying, out of like the yeah. teams, like you could probably get insane odds on the Angels being the worst team. It's they, it's hard to be the worst team. Plus <laughs>
0: 35,000.
1: It's, it's hard to be the worst team. It really isn't. The Mets? <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I, I think I'd go Kansas Pirates. City? Kansas City's weird too. They're 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 kind of similar to the Athletics, aren't they? And that they have, they're like constantly in this like phase of rebuilding. They have some guys that are like good. They got the grinky like uh, bump, you know. Like yeah. I think I think people feel good the about them. It's like a nice tour. story. Like I don't think they're, like they have
0: Salvador Perez, who's very very good.
1: Also, Mondesi's very good. I think they're like uh, they don't, don't they have pieces. Brian Witt coming up this Bobby year? Witt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Witt. Sorry. Um, He's he made he's the like opening day roster. The, he's he's like very next good. Guy. Like, yeah, I think they're good enough that they won't. They have be, our like, pal uh,
0: Carlos Santana too. Just, hey,
1: don't uh, play Fortnite. No Fortnite. In, the, <laughs> in The
0: clubhouse around him. Their <laughs> roster is a lot better now that I'm like looking at it than I thought it was. They're just again in a, a tough division in the the AL Central with the White Sox and Twins there. God bless. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're a little better than I. Figured. i'd go pirates for that money pirates at plus 500 seems very very fun um team win totals so oh matt major league baseball tweeted out their graphic today saying that they're predicting the phillies at 83 wins <sighs> it's hard to argue um and then the over under on unnamed sportsbook over 86 and a half is minus 116 under 86 is
1: minus 106 I think like, best case scenario for this team, like a not everything going right of course, but like wow, thing like things went very well for the Phillies this year is like 91s. Yeah. That feels like you're kind of topping out there. Uh like very <laughs> very low on the bell curve slope. I I think this team is around like 85 wins, which is why that number's tough. I think I'd go under again. Um I just can't help but feel that this team is gonna be in a similar situation that they've been the last two years where it it doesn't matter if your bats are good because mm-hmm. it, they can go cold, we've seen that. It doesn't matter how many guys you sign, like just if you you cannot count on winning every game like eight to six. Yeah. You cannot count on like you cannot count on like especially now when pitchers don't go typically more than like six innings. Mm-hmm depending on a, a bullpen that you've not properly addressed is just a massive concern for me. Yeah. So it's what worries me the most about the Phillies. Yeah. I, think I actually true. think the Phillies are a more dangerous playoff team. Should they make it yes. because of that? Because I think like you can make do. And I think like this, this Philly team is like a type of team that could be very chaotic mm-hmm. in the playoffs, but like getting there, I think I truly believe this. I really think the Phillies make the playoffs like, it's easier for me to think of them just making the playoffs that they can win the World Series mm-hmm. than for me to sit here right now and tell that like say definitively, they'll make the playoffs if that makes sense yeah. like I think it's harder for them to make the playoffs than it is for them to having made the playoffs win the World Series. I really believe that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then the uh, their playoff odds to make the playoffs, it's gone to negative it's minus 128, and then to not make the playoffs is plus 104.
1: I mean, neither neither great value there, but I would I would take the plus money just because yeah. I think it's hard, even with the expanded format. Um, just a lot of really good teams still. Yeah. Even in our own division, you know, I know we've we've made fun of the Mets, but you they'll expect be good. Them to be in. Braves will be good, uh, no doubt about that. Um, don't have as much hope for like the Marlins to be contending like in that picture. And then you look at the rest of the. We NL. just gotta beat the fucking Marlins. God Almighty, we have to. And the Nationals this year too. Jeez. Yeah, the the divisional play has to be uh, at a One better point. standard. Um Joe Girardi, first manager fired? <laughs>
0: question mark. Ooh. That's a that's a great question.
1: <laughs> I don't know that we'll be bold enough to so. to fire him first. Yeah. Uh, but I think this a, is a this is an important year for him, I'll say that yes. much. Like
0: he uh, This is like make or break for him. Yes. hundred percent. So your your official win total? Eighty five wins. Eighty five. I think I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say.
1: I'm gonna say 89. Fair enough. I love. listen. I hope you're right. <laughs>
0: Me too. <laughs> I hope you're right. Uh, so those are our official win totals there, and we'll uh, we'll remember back on this in September when we're struggling for a wild card spot, probably. But who knows? The Mets are the Mets, and we might compete. You know that wild that first wild card spot which would be very nice um but you know you gotta worry about la for a multitude of reasons and doc
1: rivers might be worried about la sooner than we think i would love it um yeah it's weird that he's like getting linked with the the potential lakers vacancy i can say this i've never driven cross country i would love to one day and i'd love it even more if listen like you rent me a u-haul throw doc in the back of it and I will, I will expedite myself to California. Yes. To LA. Like. I will make it through LA traffic if that's what it takes. Um, he is the, again, I think we've mentioned this before, he is the ceiling on this Sixers team. Uh, there are other issues, of course. I, I don't want to make it seem like, um, you know, there's not other things at play and that the roster being neglected poorly for the last few seasons um, is, is not to blame as well. But, yeah. I would love it if he became the Lakers head coach. What a meltdown too, by the way. <laughs> for them.
0: It's just incredible. Remember when everybody was tweeting who's stopping this roster? I don't know. Father Time? Uh
1: yeah, Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook. <laughs> sucks. Um it sucks to see. I mean for them. Yeah. I love to see it personally, but Simo the Savage sold his house to our
0: boy. Yeah, allegedly, according to Anthony Gargano. Uh Nick Castellanos moving into Ben Call Sins. Kyrie for the sage cleansing. <laughs> he said you got to get some priests in there to make sure it's not cursed. Uh, I think it sold for $2.75 when it was listed for five. Easy. 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 Easy money there. Uh, I was also – I think the Oakland Athletics payroll this year is what Castellanos <laughs> is making this season. Yeah, I think it's like 33
1: yeah. is what they're uh... –
0: Nick Castellanos is making $20 million. <laughs> Nice. Um – I feel obligated to talk about Mike Muscala after last night's performance from Tyrese Maxey. Forever grateful. Go on. Uh, One, they set a franchise record for most made threes in a game, and Tyrese Maxey just had a a career night. That's why he's the franchise. 30 points. It was 8 for 11 from three, I believe, uh, when it was all said and done. But seven threes in the first half from diaries maxi is just insane joel Embiid goes off for i think it was 44 and 17 he ended up with yeah and again tough scene you know the six joel does what, what he does there and the stat sheet nerds mvp <laughs> lost
1: to the spurs yeah tough scene well now you gotta contend with Giannis for mvp too that, and that's a tough sell because that's hard <laughs>
0: The Get in the Whole Podcast, hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf, releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I think I think it's easier in a sense. More so because you can you can get away with like giving Giannis like defensive player of the year and you can give him some of these other awards yeah. that I don't think he's had a chance to win. Tough scene for Jokic to uh lose to the Spurs the way that they did. Couldn't even put up a hundred.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, the Embiid, the M V P stuff is uh is getting spicy. I I, really, I love that he, he called out the media too. Um The only two players with more forty and ten games in a season or Moses Malone in 1982, True. and I'm blanking on the other one. It was Russell Westbrook in yeah. 2017, actually, hilariously. <laughs> they both won MVP. So, based on that, set Alone, there you go. There you if we go. love stats so much. There it is. Boom. That's stats and history and precedent, which is important in the court of law, which yes. I intend to go to if uh, Joel Embiid is not an MVP. I love taking quote it up with the appellate court.
0: That uh, he doesn't know what he has to do to win the MVP. And if he doesn't get it, he'll just feel like they hate him.
1: It's. It's totally true Like I don't know What more you could ask of him I know it sucks Because Jokic has had An amazing season So is Giannis But I like I don't know What more he can do mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to win an MVP I really don't Carried this team When they had Absolutely no one And even still is putting up Monster performances I just I, I don't understand Listen like If he doesn't end up Winning MVP Whatever You know like It's it's a tight race There's two others i just feel very, bad very For him. top players But like I, I do think it's a little ridiculous that he has not gotten, I don't know, I, I feel like he has not gotten the proper praise. I think it's ridiculous here that Jokic is like the runaway favorite. Yeah, um, it makes no sense. That he's like far in front. I, I think really in my mind, it's more between Embiid and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, Which if you want to go on, you know, precedent and historical aspects
0: of it, Jokic has won the MVP, what, twice? Giannis won it last year. Maybe give it I to the guy who hasn't won
1: it yet. I think it's the opposite. Giannis has won okay. it twice. Jokic won it last year. Because Giannis had the MVP and defensive player of the year season, right. too. But I just I think, S- think Embiid is wholly deserving. Mike
0: Levin said on the rights to N- Ricky Sanchez, like, we learned how to share with others in preschool.
1: Unless you're my wife, who refused to share. And you know what? Kids don't always have to share just because maybe they should doesn't mean they have to but yeah I think um I think it'd be should win it let's be real 100 percent should we talk about our our potential playoff matchup and <sighs> the lay it on the people Matt um tomorrow's injury report for Philadelphia sixers playing in Toronto against the Raptors Matisse Leibel ineligible to play what a listing um the listing that shook the world where were you on April 6th twenty twenty two when we found fitting out fitting that it's on the sixth. That when we found out the golden boy, the nicest man on the team, uh, apparently not vaccinated. That that's what is led that's what people are led to believe yes. by that ineligibility ruling. Maybe it's a huge misunderstanding, but we had the report like two weeks ago now that apparently the Celtics and Sixers both like refused to like essentially verify that every member of their um uh, their team was vaccinated uh, because this is an issue because when you're, you're going to Toronto uh, you have to be vaccinated and if you are not you are ineligible to play um and this could also be doubly important because the Raptors are currently the most likely first round matchup for the Sixers if you do not have Matisse Thybul for every away game in that that is a unnecessary shackle to put on yourself uh and that's what's frustrating. Put all of the... And I think I've done this speech before, but I'm, I'm loading it up again. Put all of the like public health things aside. All the very obvious things, right? But whatever. Put that aside. Um, athletes will do anything to get themselves on the field or the, the court or wherever. The road. Whatever it takes. They will take anything that's prescribed to them. Even if it's not totally legal. They will take any any supplement. They will eat any meal. They will do any exercise. They will do any cryogenic chamber freezing. They'll do it like any of it. They will try any of it in just the name of like trying to improve themselves 1% or trying to, you know, lengthen their career. And I just think it's, it's crazy to me that there is a chance that due to some, you know, bureaucratic reason that you may not be able to play a game unless you get this one medical procedure done and it's a stretch to even call it a medical procedure because it can be done in your CVS (laughs) um and to just not get that done so you were guaranteed to always be available for your team no matter what based on that alone is just crazy to me when these guys would go to any other length to make sure that they are fit and ready and capable and at the at the best that they can be and you're just like ignoring that one thing it's just, it's. I feel so bad for James Harden. <laughs> yeah, he's probably thinking too. Like, nice. You know what? Everyone here is like, cool. We got this handled. No more Kyrie situation. And, it, and nice. this, He's
0: probably sitting. <laughs> he's on googling. The plane. Can you request a trade a third time? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sitting on the plane. Like, what the fuck? He probably like, you know, got reservations at a, a very nice Toronto uh, club, if you will. Probably had Matisse at his table and saw that and was like, nope, get that seat out of here. He's gonna bring along, you know, Fred Van Vliet or something now. Um but yeah, it sucks. Uncle Zoe tweeted, uh, time to take down the mural at garage. That uh they painted a couple years ago of Matisse. So <laughs>
1: Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper ninety. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. Forty-five minutes, and we're at like (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri, I'm Matt Cassery. and
0: we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today.
1: Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back.
0: I mean i hope we're wrong and it's just some odd misunderstanding but it doesn't seem to be the case just simply because of that report a couple of, like a month ago or whatever it
1: was i so what's weird too is like i remember him playing in the raptors game but that was before the man this new mandate um went into effect and so like he wasn't even on the radar that's why mm-hmm. i thought and i think uh, almost everyone else thought it was like an end of the bench guy and i think part of that was wish casting too if, yes. if i'm being honest but um yeah I mean it didn't didn't strike me as he was the guy he honestly I think would have been my last pick besides like Embiid because I think he was like public about like he was with COVID and it just made sense to me like yeah like
0: I think there would have been like three other guys I would have put before thought like Embiid Harden but like Thibel was like the
1: really I think one of the last guys I would have thought of as like wow I can't That's, wait for Danny was,
0: Green to talk about this on his podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. Said no one ever.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, it's, it sucks. I don't know what to say. And better, I, hope, better hope the, better hope the Phillies are uh, keeping up with that too. Cause let's not forget that that we was a thing. Two game series in Toronto in July. Let's not forget that was a thing. That's why I'm just going to say loaded up my fantasy team with plenty of Blue Jays because there's going to be a lot of teams yes. that roll in there without their best players. So keep an eye on that. It's just, and you know what? Good for both Toronto teams. Yes. Because they had to <laughs> be like shuttled around the country. Um and get like the Raptors are getting heckled every game at their home games in Tampa. <laughs> uh, because other teams fans would just show up and just scream at them all game. So good for them that they get some advantage here, uh, as retribution for all that. So it's all coming up Toronto at least.
0: Yeah. Shout out to the six. Um Just so fresh. He's in the Arkell's hands now. (laughs) (laughs) The uh I mean we we even said this like the last week of the season for the Sixers. It was like, okay, this kind of looks like a a decent, you know, walk in the park in terms of just like kind of being able to let guys take it easy. And now they gotta
1: fight to stay in a top four seed. They're yeah, really I mean, easy. I mean, they're likely going to finish as a top four seed. You can at least get home court advantage. One, I mean, we won't know like the impact of the seeding until the season actually ends because yeah. there's, there's still a lot of shifting to do. Um, at this point, it's just like win out, play your best basketball, and go to the playoffs with the best momentum you have, and and see where it goes from there. That's that's my feeling. I've actually been more optimistic about like what next season looks like not that i'm writing off this season Mm -hmm. because i still think i really do think this the ceiling for the sixers is still an nba championship this year yeah i I really do believe that but um i do think it's very challenging to get out of the east and then i mean whoever comes out of the west is obviously going to be fantastic but Mm -hmm. um i'm almost looking more forward to like hopefully an off season where we lose doc and we have a chance to make some signings and like reshape the team a little bit maybe Move Tobias and and get something of value that like I'm I'm almost a little more looking forward to next season in that sense. But um, I think the Sixers still have a very good ceiling. It, like if you told like if you told me Embiid just goes on a run and Harden plays, it's so weird because Harden we've seen like the best of him. We also seen like some some pretty low light games from him too, um, and he's not historically been a guy that performs amazing mm-hmm. in the playoffs, uh, mainly in like clutch situations. But Who knows, right? Like, that could change. Um, I I still think they have a very high ceiling. So
0: Thank God we have Tyrese Maxey.
1: Thank God we have Tyrese Maxey. Matt, uh,
0: let's dive into uh, some Survivor 42 discussions here to wrap up the show. It's brought to you by our pals over at Trophy Smack. Guys, Fantasy Baseball, Matt and I talking about it, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about a ton throughout the baseball season with both of us having teams uh is is here and there's no reason that you should have some rinky dink trophy uh you know passing around your league when you can go to trophysmack.com and get interchangeable toppers, interchangeable plaques that the winner of your league can keep and then you just get the new the newest topper, the newest plaque season after season. They're totally customizable. They got belts, rings, trophies, you name it. Go to trophysmack.com. Our link is in the description. Of every podcast in the show notes. So uh head over to trophysmack.com now and support our pals over there who have been gaining followers on Twitter like crazy. So shout out to Trophy Smack uh, for being part of our show. Matt last week uh survivor quite quite the the episode last week as we lose uh Swati, she gets voted out in just another wild tribal council.
1: Yeah, the tribal councils have been really good (laughs) this year in terms of, like, the high drama. Um, Tori, I tell you what, the the girl boss gaslight gatekeep uh, meme, she (laughs) lives up to quite a bit of that. She she knows, like, and I know that she is a therapist, so she, like, knows how to fluster people, I think. Like, I Mm -hmm. think she has a really good sense of, like you're projecting right now like she knows how to like talk to people yes. and convince them that they're also kind of being crazy and she kind of let swati spiral a bit a little and, bit uh, i think she was it scared me a little bit i'll be honest <laughs> it's, that and that's two tribals that she's gone to where she's like uh just turned on like who her like at that point biggest ally was mm-hmm. and it's been like no issue for her so that i mean that's good for her game but um yeah swati out of the picture jonathan <laughs> already making a case for being
0: one of the best castaways
1: he's just amazing and he's so nice which is so he's like awesome. good too like he's like <laughs> i love him he's every, every time i see him i just love seeing him on my, my screen he's fantastic what a guy
0: uh i don't know if sarah told you i was just like scrolling uh on, on amazon a couple days ago and i
1: found yeah. omar's emu shirt so i think it's pronounced omer omer yeah that's why they've been announcing on the show so it's omer for now um found the emu, yeah, the shirt. emu shirt a little scary it's a scary shirt it's a scary um, i thought romeo was really funny in last week's episode too. uh he's been one of my favorite people for confessionals i feel mm-hmm. like it was i, th- I think he just brings like a good uh comedic meaning to it especially like the, everyone dancing around roxroy it's really funny to it's me. so great and I love Tori feeding his ego. yes. I also love that Roxroy's not stupid and knew that she was feeding his ego, but that he still loved having his ego. like I just I love that dynamic where yes. he is like someone that loves to have it pumped up but also is like not an idiot so he knows that someone is like obviously selling him this. but and I love that Roxroy like he's just
0: chilling in camp, chilling at challenges whatever. and then when it's tribal council time. Boom, sports specs. I, yeah, I love the sports specs. It's, I don't know what the... Uh, it's like he he's like Danny Phantom. He's like, I'm going ghost. <laughs> Puts on the sports specs. It's great. Um, Should be an interesting episode I was tonight. saying this
1: to Sarah. He's like a stay-at-home dad. And yeah. I think sometimes... I don't mean this negatively at all. But I, I really do think this is... He's around his children all yes. the time. In which you have to like encourage them. Give them directions. Feedback. Like you have to treat different children differently than you would mm-hmm. like people, your peers. And I wonder if like, that's why he talks that way to everyone else at the camp is Like he it's just, that's like the way that parental instinct. Yes. Like he's like, just like imagining he's at home. This kid's like, Hey, like let's do this. Like move this there. You know, like I wonder if that's part of it. For yeah. Him. Is that, um, is that he's just like <laughs> still thinking he's at home. Um, Mike's
0: still playing the long game with his, uh, <laughs> disadvantage
1: advantage, which I don't hate. Yeah. Um, this was where uh he almost lost it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Which unbelievable. <laughs> it's so great. Daniel not not doing his best, is he? No. Um I love it though. I love I love where he's going. <laughs> I don't know where he's going, but he's taking us on a journey. Yes. I love it.
0: Um so let's get to our, our three up, three down. I think our, our three up is pretty consistent jonathan i think is firmly entrenched at the top has to be
1: um who else um, do you got in um top three? I, I think i'm still keeping dray in there yeah uh, didn't see anything out of her again and i uh, to to make me think that she wouldn't be and i i'm still keeping high in there all three of them i think have done nothing to to persuade me that they shouldn't
0: yeah i think that's about where i'm at too uh in that order and then your your bottom three matt who do you got Bottom three.
1: Sorry, Roxroy, gotta do it to you, Chief. Um, I, I hesitate. I think it's still Danny, uh, Daniel, and Chanel um, mm-hmm. are in there because yeah. I just think they're in, they're in tough spots. Roxroy, Danielle, Chanel, from yeah, bottom three.
0: That's where I'm at as well. Um, we're gonna go catch the next episode of Survivor. So tweet along with us at Buffs and Snuffs, and of course. Uh, be sure to follow us on the socials at Underground PHI Twitter, Instagram. Uh, this weekend, massive event for us. Sunday, we will be at the Double Eagle Saloon in Vineland, New Jersey for Master Sunday. Steven McAvoy, John Mavelli, our hosts of the Get in the Hole podcast, uh, will be holding it down, live stream from the Double Eagle, taking in potentially Tiger Woods, winning the Masters. Who would have thought? Um, he is back. So we will be there, and then on Monday... We have the grand reopening of Eastland Golf Course. First time being open since the, the pandemic began due to a multi-million dollar renovation. Uh, it's going to be an incredible grand reopening. The, the Vineland Chamber of Commerce is going to be there for a red ribbon cutting. We're going to be doing live podcasts. Dick Vermeal is going to be there for a wine tasting. Whole nine yards. So come on out to Eastland Golf Course this weekend, Monday uh, for the grand reopening and Sunday for our Green Jacket live stream event um, and, of course, we'll be tweeting about it. We'll be all over the place with it. So come on out if you're in the area. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews uh, to let us know how you're feeling about this Phillies team. And uh, it helps you know the algorithm and more people find the show uh I did make a a mistake matt the last week last week when I was talking about the uh the charts we were number seven in Armenia ah so little little mix up there we're still number thirty four there um so holding it down on the armenian charts um so yeah more podcast reviews and downloads and everything helps the charts uh you know helps more people find the show and all that good stuff. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel for full video episodes coming very, very soon. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Maine Auto, LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer. Use the all-new, improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so, and, of course, please drink responsibly. And our pals over at Bino Board, go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use code BINOUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your entire order at BinoBoard.com. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 418. For Matt, I'm KB. And until next time, we are signing off. Peace.